full of trouble now I thought how do we ever get so far down and how's it ever gonna turn around so I turned my eyes to heaven I thought God why don't you do something well I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty children sold into slavery the thought disgusted me so I shook my fist at heaven I said God why don't you do something said I did, yeah, I created you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Happy Friday. Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast known as Pays, P-A-Y-S, where we are honored to introduce you, the audience, to an awesome person of service. Uh, I'm your host, Steve King, founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016, 54 years old. And have been blessed over those years to meet some incredible people of service and excited to share one of them with you uh, uh, today. Uh, so each episode, we're joined live and in person at the global headquarters of People at Your Service in Norwood, Ohio. Soon to change, I was just sharing with our guest, uh, soon to change uh, locales, but from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Room in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge, and Jenny and my life as we were talking about off-air grandmas have been just incredible people of service you are a grandma now so you're an incredible person of service in in so many ways and and uh and so I just um I'm always so grateful to meet people here just in that spirit uh so uh Peg uh, just an incredible person of service my mom uh as grandma to my kids incredible person of service my grandma's uh, which we've added the quilt, my grandma's quilt on behind you here. So, uh, so anyway, so, so thanks for being here. I, I just am so excited, um, to have you. So today on the couch, we've got a, a, a very good friend who we've not caught up in a while, uh, Jenny Berg. So Jenny, welcome to uh, the podcast. Thank you, Steve. Good to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So as we talked about six segments, we'll do an intro. Uh, so I'll, I'm going to yield the mic in a minute to, to you so you can introduce yourself and kind of however you like to introduce yourself. Uh, we'll talk about a person of service that's been meaningful or people of service have been meaningful in your life. We'll do a little bit more getting to know you. I'll kind of tease out a few things. We'll talk about it's always been you in 2022, but we're winding that down, right? So, in fact, uh, you know, we'll get this kind of online before the end of 2022, but probably promoted in 2023. So we'll talk about what's on the horizon for that, and we'll roll the dice, and then we'll do our podcast goodbyes. Okay, great. Sounds you ready sweet. to rock? Mm-hmm. Ready to rock. <laughs> so it's been really fun just catching up for, for a few minutes offline beforehand, but I, l- let me kind of yield it to you so you can introduce yourself to our audience. Super. Well, I'm a born and raised Cincinnatian yes. and have lived there my, my whole life, as has my husband. Yeah. And we have three children and three grandchildren, which we are enjoying that stage of life. Uh, recently retired in yeah. May of 22, after 10 years of working for Leadership Council for Nonprofits, which yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed as my second act of a career. Yes. And uh, let's see, um, I've lived in Loveland for the past 29 years and... Uh, as we were talking, it's, it, we are not people to necessarily move around. We kind of stay and um, and fix up the places that we have. You know, it's like, <laughs> I guess my philosophy is I like to leave something better than the way I found it. Yeah, so. and and you have done that with so many things. And and the way that we know each other was from our St. Margaret of York days uh, with your youngest daughter and my uh, twins going to school together, uh, the girls playing volleyball together, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So we've 
known each other now for a while and have logged a lot of time That's and right. and uh, uh, we miss our volleyball days <laughs> where we got to hang out and in volleyball indoor courts all That's day right. long all that weekend long that was fun that was a commitment <laughs> that was a commitment yes absolutely was a commitment and and so um so you have just to kind of introduce you a little bit further to the audience. I mean, you've been uh, you, you were you were business. You were a business mm-hmm. person, and then became a nonprofit person. You've been heavily involved in our church, St. Margaret of York, uh, for for many many years, leading a lot of different things, uh, uh, stewardship, and just you know just just so many things at not only the uh, St. Margaret of York level, but also at the archdiocese level. Um, so you've done a lot. Uh, you, you've done a lot and, um, would you share just a little bit about maybe your kind of first act you kind of referred Mm -hmm. to and maybe your second act and and then we'll talk about a a person of service or people of service here. So, sure. Uh, so my first act was working in the family business, which is Al Nair. It used to be called Al Nair Incorporated. And, uh, that was an organization my father took over from his father who took it over from his father. So we were the, the, uh, actually, actually the fifth generation because it it went back several generations before my dad and his two brothers took it over from their father. And so I worked in the, the real estate and development, um, construction, uh, arena for 17 years Mm -hmm. from, after college in 84 until 2002 and took on a variety of roles, um, more in the office administration side of things and uh, human resources as we grew from being a family business to actually hiring people that didn't have the same last name. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So we expanded that. And, uh, so there, when you grow any business like that, there's a need for some infrastructure, Mm. which I was probably more of an advocate for than my father was, but it was necessary as we grew to 50 to a hundred employees. And, uh, so that was a a fun job. I really learned a lot. I was the only female family member in the business. So Mm. that had its challenges, um, and worked with brothers and cousins and uncles and my dad. Wow. So uh, it was it was a wonderful place to be, and um, and the Nyer family and various families of companies have been, uh, you know, a real community builder. Absolutely, um, both in physical assets yeah. uh, as well as contributions back to the community. So that's where I learned a lot about how to build community. Yeah. So it was it was a wonderful job. I learned a lot um, on the business side of things, which helped in um, my nonprofit work and the organization that I led. Yeah, the um, for those outside of Cincinnati that may not know this, I mean the Nyer. Fa- I mean it's just, I feel like it's on every building, every billboard, every <laughs> whatever around Cincinnati. I mean, there are. you know, certainly between your brothers and cousins and all that. Right. I mean, there's right, and it's expanded out of Cincinnati. Many of the Nyer companies have expanded to mid market cities like Charlotte and. Nashville and, and Philly and Indy mm. and places like that. So. And, and I know there's multiple organizations. You've kind of educated me on this before, but if it, when it's all said and done, I mean, how many employees do you feel like there are? I mean, just roughly, would you say? I'm well, just wondering. As you said, there's a lot of different companies and I'm not involved in, in the main company, Al Nair Incorporated, or well, Al Nair, because now it's an employee-owned company. Wow. There's no longer a transition from family-owned and operated to an ESOP in, I think, about uh 2015, 14, okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, so I think that they have, I'm guessing here, uh, yeah. because they do have other offices in five different sure. cities now. So I would guess they have a couple hundred employees. Okay. And then yeah. my brother, Dan, owns Nyer Properties. And as I mentioned, he's in Nashville and, and he yeah. he's a sole proprietor, but he has probably 25 to 30 employees. Yeah. And then my cousin, John, owns Nyer Management and yeah. he has a number of employees. But yeah. what, what I think is 
one of the coolest things is I remember the folks that we had at Al Nyer um, that I was familiar with and had hired several of them being in the human resources side have gone to work for various Nyer companies. And that's just very heartwarming to me that yeah. if, if they'd worked at one and loved it and then went to another cousin or brother or whatever, it's, uh, it's, I think it speaks to the integrity of the, the family. It does. Well, it does for sure. And so talk a little bit about the transition from your first act to your second act. How did you feel, I don't know, called to do that? Or how did that all happen? Well, family businesses are, are great and they are the mainstay of most of, you know, our economy, right? And small businesses. And, but they're often not easy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and, you know, I was mom of three kids and uh, I was feeling a tug to be home with the kids and feeling some tugs at work. And so I made the decision in 2002 to step out of the family business, um, still retain some investments, real estate investments as a result of that. But I was able to leave the family business to be home with my kids. And I jokingly say it was always a great opportunity to be home with my kids because they were all in school. <laughs> so <laughs> I had the opportunity to be to to volunteer my time yeah. on a lot of different things at yeah. St. Margaret on PTO yeah. and at pastoral council at St. Margaret and, and various other things. Um, but when I made that decision, I had already been serving on a couple boards mm -hmm. um, and got to know nonprofits and got to know board work. And that was of interest to me. Then I became very involved in a group called Impact 100, yeah. which was founded in Cincinnati. The models expanded to many cities across the country and the world. And so that opened a lot of doors to the, the nonprofit in our region yeah. because Impact 100 is a grant maker, yeah. um, awards grants of $100,000 from our members that join yeah. and each donate $1,000. So that so really... So it's just, just real quick, because it's such a great organization. Mm -hmm. So it's 100 people coming together and you might have multiple we, yeah, groups of 100. Yeah, we have over 500 people at this point. And they all come together, mm -hmm. donate $1,000, pool that money mm -hmm. and just turn it into something incredible, right? Yeah, through so. a very strong vetting process, we work with and communicate with our nonprofits who then uh, apply for a grant. Yeah. Um, and then again, through a, a, a process of evaluating those grant applications, yeah. our members who are, many are involved in all kinds of different lines of work and careers and ages and stages of life. And uh, over 500, it's all women, um, over 500 women involved in Impact 100 Cincinnati. And then as a wow. result of their, our pooling, our collective giving is what it's called. Yeah, right. We are able to award uh, for the past six or seven years, I think we've awarded uh, four $100,000 grants wow. roughly. And have, since our founding in 2022, have awarded over six and a half million dollars so into awesome. our yeah. greater Cincinnati community. Yeah. Well, and, and I, and I, and just kudos to you for that. I mean, I think the, the, the vision and, and the, Jenny, when I think of you, if I just think of a word that describes you to me, it's collaborator. I mean, I just have always seen you as a tremendous collaborator, right? I mean, just pooling people together, their talents, their time, their money, their whatever it is to do that. And, and, uh, that, that feels like, I don't know that, that to me is your definition. It, it, so. it is. Uh, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. So collaborator and community builder to me, that is yeah. um, what I like to say I'm most passionate about. And I learned a lot, um, serving on the board of impact 100, um, two different six year stints. And, wow. uh, so that, but it really opened the doors to my second act, yeah. um, uh, being in the nonprofit space after being home with my kids for 10 years, I was getting the itch to go back yeah. to work. And I knew I didn't want to go back into a corporate environment. Right. I wanted to go into a nonprofit space. So yeah. it was kind of 
divine inter- intervention that I, I got to land where I did with Leadership Council for Nonprofits. Yeah, well, share a little bit about that because uh, a lot of people probably don't know exactly what that is. So, right. so share that. Well, be I awesome. didn't really know what it was either. Yes, but uh, when I was on the board of Impact 100, I, I uh, Impact received an award from Leadership Council for Nonprofits. Yeah. Um, and so I checked it out and I thought, hmm, it looks like an interesting organization. Wonder what they're about. And and looked into it a little bit, but still couldn't quite figure it out. And then um, <laughs> when I was you know, thinking about going back to work, it so happened that the previous executive director was moving on to, yeah. to other work. And I found out about this role. And so Leadership Council is a, a collective of everything I do seems to be a collective. So <laughs> it is a collective of, of nonprofits yeah. in our region, yeah. which is Greater Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. And uh, at the time, when I joined the organization in 2012 as the executive director, sole employee, uh, was very part-time working from home before working from home was yeah. a thing. Um, <laughs> still working from home, except now the, the organization has moved into a new location. But uh, it's a, it is a wonderful organization that, builds the collaboration amongst the nonprofits mm. in our region and provides education and training and services to those nonprofits so they can focus on their mission. Yeah. Um, and it's to me, it's really important to connect our nonprofit leaders with each other. Yeah. And so we can learn from each other and share resources amongst each other. Sure. And that's a big part of what we do with yeah. the, what Leadership Council does with the programs that they have. Yeah. Well, still we. It's still it we. Still you're, you're, we. You're, yeah. you're, 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 <laughs> I'm you not that far You might be retired, out. but you're, you're yeah. always going to be part of it. So, um, and, and to that point, um, you shared with me one time, but I'm, I'm going to ask you to say the stat because maybe I misunderstood, but how many cohort groups did you have or do you have? Does Leadership Council have? Uh, we we have over 250 nonprofit agencies as members. Okay. Um, and uh, there are, you know, every city is different, but Greater Cincinnati has something like 10,000 nonprofits. Right. Um, but the ones that we focus on are the, you know, the ones providing um, primary needs, secondary needs, uh, education, and things like that. Yeah. So that, you know, not the golf clubs and, you know, soccer clubs, which are also can be nonprofits. But it is, uh, there is probably about six or 7,000 of the nonprofits that are really, that people know about yeah. um, in our community. So it's, it sounds like a small number, but it is the, it's a growing number um, of nonprofits in, you know, membership growth was pretty strong over the, the time that I was there because yeah. of the connections that I had through Impact 100 and other organizations and our board bringing in members as well. And, and you guys get they break up into groups of, uh, again, you know, 10 or something that kind of form a co is that so right? Or one, one of the programs we have, it's called leader circles. Okay. So a leader circle is a cohort of mm, seven to 10 people in the same leadership position yeah. could be the executive directors. And, uh, they get together once a month and discuss issues, challenges, opportunities yeah. in a confidential, yeah. safe space. Peer to peer, kind right. of helping each other. Yeah. Consulting group. It's a peer to peer coaching group, and yeah. it's there's also a volunteer facilitator in each circle. Right. And that program just took off, and even during COVID, at the beginning of COVID, when we had to go virtual with it, we that increased. I think we increased the number the following year in forty percent. I mean, wow. it's just so. I think this year Beth has over one hundred and sixty people yeah. in 16 to 18 different yeah, cohort groups. That's so good. And I get the privilege this time of being a volunteer facilitator <laughs> nice, for what we actually just met for lunch yesterday. Oh, that's great. And so it's a great way 
just to, and one of the gals in the group even yesterday said this group is so helpful. I've yeah. gained so much resources and insights and take being able to take it back and apply it to work. It's, yeah. it's not just a session do you come vent. It is a session you have to be open to learning from others and open to ideas and sharing your own ideas for right. the rest of the people in the group. But it is a very valuable, you know, it's kind of like the mastermind group yeah. of nonprofits, if you will. Yeah, that's great. And and I think there, there's such a desire out there. I think those things have just blown up just, just nationally in not-for-profit space, but also in for-profit space, whether it's through at work on purpose groups or Vistage or C12 or Garing Center. I mean, right. I think, you know, so many people, and I think there's just a desire for community and for fellowship, right? And and you're bringing these people together, but that's, that's kind of who you are. So where, so where does that come from for you? Like if you think about a person of service or people of service that have been meaningful, I'm sure there's a very long list, but is there a person that kind of comes to your heart that you think of, man, that, that, that person helped to ignite this in me or who, who would you give a shout out to? Well, I, I, of course, have to give a shout out to my mother and father. Um, my father was uh, a leader in a lot of different ways, and he is uh, has always put service, love, and service. That's what he feels called to do. Yeah. Because God put us on earth to do two things: love and serve, and he has fulfilled both of those oh, very well. That's good. And that's awesome. and so he has served the nonprofit community in board capacities for many many years. He's still on a board at age ninety two. <laughs> so uh anyway so he has been a great example in the world of mm. nonprofit service and philanthropy to me um and then i think the collaboration aspects that i've learned maybe it's part of being one of eight children that you have to collaborate <laughs> if you wanted something That's to right. eat on the dinner table you had to collaborate uh so it is uh it's just something i do believe in i believe we can do more as a team than yeah. we can as individuals and so uh, collaboration has been an important aspect of what I've done, but I do think it's because, and maybe that's why I was always leaned towards these collective groups Yeah, because I like to meet people. I like to get to know people. One of my greatest joys is saying, Steve, you need to meet so-and-so yeah, and, really and have that. done that and yeah. enjoy that. And when I hear back that there was a fruitful connection, that's just, you know, I love that. So uh, that's really what I like to do. Cause I just think there's, there's so many people in the world today that, could be connected and yeah. have something to share with each other. And one of my biggest pet peeves, I think, is when people say, I can't retire. I don't know what I would do. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, you're good at something, your work. You know, <laughs> apply those same skills and passions to something in the nonprofit world, for yeah. example. So, I mean, service has been, I've just been surrounded by service. My mind, my mom was more of a quiet servant leader yeah. than my dad was. But it it is something, and all of my family members really have been, Great examples, uh, uh, and my husband. Yeah. Great examples of, of servant leaders. My husband coached Smoy, as yeah, you know, absolutely. kids for a lot of many volleyball years. coaching, right? Yeah. And basketball even, coaching, and it, even yeah. after his yeah. our kids were yeah. out of school, absolutely. he was still coaching and really enjoyed that. So um, he's a much better coach than I think I am. But I, I think <laughs> I, you know I'm a connector and a collaborator. Um, you know, three C's collection or collective and, and community and collaborating are very important to me. Uh, well, you do that really well as, as well as anybody that I know, right? <laughs> so we, we were talking about some other very good connectors and collaborators, but uh, you are you are at the top of the list. And, and uh, so so in in retirement, and I'm going to put that in air quotes because you are just too <laughs> young to retire, but you, you get some freedom and some flexibility and the, the ability to be grandma now to the grandkids and all that kind of stuff. But what, what is, you know, 2023 have on the horizon for... For Jenny Berg. 
Well, I am joining two boards. Okay. I've been approached by two folks, uh, two great organizations, and I have said yes to both. Oh, Uh, nice. Even though people said, don't say yes to everything at first. So I'm I'm still biding my time, but um, I'm joining. Can you share or no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm joining the the board of the Free Store Food Bank in Cincinnati, um, which is one of our largest nonprofits, actually. So I've always been on boards of smaller nonprofits. So it'll be interesting with these two. And I'm also joining the board of St. Vincent de Paul, where my, my. father and mother um, were very involved in that. And so uh, I look forward to serving those organizations. Um, mm-hmm. And those two, oh, well, then I'm also on a board of um, our Lake House community, Greater Lake Lor- Greater Lake Lorelei Water Improvement Corporation. Yeah. So that's a little new to me <laughs> on that one. But uh, so those three totally different boards, but wow. doing important work oh, in the community. Absolutely. Well, well, best wishes on those things, and I, I would imagine how excited they are to have you, your experience, and just, again, the, the community involvement and the connections and things kind of come to the table, which is really just terrific here. So, Thank you. Yeah. I look forward to serving this. Yeah. And, um, all right, well, would you roll uh, the dice there if you can kind of reach those? Eleven. That was that was well done. You kept. They usually spray everywhere. We got this little container, and they kind of bounce. You know. So anyway, that was great. So an eleven. That's good. We don't get elevens very often. Um. So this is this will be a really. Int- I don't know. All of these. I'm always like, wow. I always like uh, how uh, things kind of happen. So you've had a lot of successes. I mean, I, I've just known you to be incredibly successful and involved in in just a lot of really great things. But question number 11 is tell us about a swing and a miss in your life. Mm. Okay. So swing and a miss. Um, one thing I can think of is I always heard great things about our Greater Cincinnati Chambers program called Leadership Cincinnati and wanted to do it. I had a couple family members that also did it, and I thought, well, I'm going to apply for that. I applied, didn't get in. It's, a, it's kind of a mystery as far as the selection committee and <laughs> how they select, and they select something like 54 people each year for yeah. this leadership program, yeah. year-round leadership program. Applied a second time, didn't get in. So I thought, okay, third time's a charm. And at the time, I was um, the board chair of Impact 100, and so I got selected yeah. to be in leadership Cincinnati. And um, But it was also an interesting time of my life because I was not yet working for leadership council during the first half of the program I was for the second half but it was also uh so I wasn't working but I had also had you may remember this Steve but I had a a bad bicycle accident and I really messed up my arm um and still messed up but I've learned to adapt but it's it, so I was in a little vulnerable place, mm. I would say. And so I was able to get in, but I was the only person in that group of 54 that, that didn't have a job. Mm. <laughs> I was a volunteer, which yeah. is why I was accepted, because I was the board chair of Impact 100, I believe. And so it was a it was a time for me to learn. And um, I was, a, again, a little bit um, different from the rest of the group. So, But it was still an opportunity. And there's friends I made out of that group that have 
become very involved in leadership council as a result oh, of those wow. acquaintances yeah. that I made and, and what I learned. And there was a lot of learning about, you know, the greater Cincinnati community. And a lot of that was about the nonprofits too. There was a specific day devoted to the nonprofits. Mm. So I had knowledge that I could share and was involved in one of those committees planning that day for subsequent classes. I was involved with that for many years. So that was kind of a swing and a miss, but in the long run, you know, kind of a hit at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and you kept at it. I mean, uh, you know, so the first two times, I mean, you, mm-hmm. you know, some people would have just been like, whatever. I, yep. I Like, I mean, I don't know what I need to do to get right. in, you know, right. and, and so to stay persistent. And to that point, you know, if I could ask, like, to me, Jenny, you have a lot of entrepreneurial qualities because you start a lot of things. I mean, you you try a lot of things. You put yourself. I think. I mean, yeah. do, do you think? I well, don't. Did you see yourself that way? I, I mean, I, I I as I said, I think in the beginning, I see myself more, and this speaks to the strengths finder maximizer in me. Yeah. But I see myself <laughs> right. as taking something that already exists and growing it, yeah. and making it better. Okay. Um, as opposed to starting something from scratch. Sure. And I mean. There's not that many things I've started from scratch. I grew Leadership Council. I feel like I had a big impact in Impact 100 and growing that and, yeah. and instituting some practices that helped it grow. Um, and then the other boards that I've been on. So I don't see myself as um, starting from scratch. From, from, from yeah, scratch. But, yeah, but taking something that's already good yeah. and improving it. And leaving it in better shape. Yeah, that's where I feel like my strength. And you is. are, yes, that is a good maximizer. <laughs> and you, you are, you are definitely very good from that standpoint. Yeah. And, and 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 so, it, as you've had this successful career, if we think about this, I mean, what what would you say to you know if you were kind of coaching your cohorts and your you know the people in the in the roundtable and things? Because is you're an executive director for these nonprofits and a lot of these nonprofits are startups and they're new mm-hmm. and they're, you know, trying to create things and they just feel called. They see something that needs to be right. fixed and they start, you know, what, like, what do you say to them if, if, if anything on just, you know, taking risks and, and putting yourself out there or any sort of coaching or guidance you give to them or that you can give to the audience here? So. Well, I think um, you know, what I've learned a lot by doing some of the programs that we did in Leadership Council, particularly our, our board orientation leadership development program called BOLD, was there's so many people that have a heart and they want to start a nonprofit, yeah. which comes out of a wonderful place. Um, but just like starting any other business, you need to do your market research mm. and find out if there's something else that's similar. It's not yeah. going to be exactly what you might have in mind, but yeah. similar to other organizations because you could be a program of another organization yeah. before venturing into starting a brand new nonprofit, yeah. nonprofit yourself. Yeah. There's a lot more involved than pe- most people know. Uh, regulations and establishing a board and none of those th- and fundraising, none of those things are easy but they are all necessary and required. So that's part of the coaching that I say is make sure before you jump into something, um, like I would expect any business to do, to Mm. do their market research, to find out if there's a need for that specific thing. Um, And then then the second thing I would say is get involved in one of these cohorts because that is where you, you need to make those connections. You need to have be with people who've walked in your shoes before and can help you along the way. And then, pay it back when you get to that point yeah. of also being a mentor to other yeah. people. You know, it's really wise. I, I think that um, to that point, so often, you know, people get really excited, right? Because they've got a vision, they got a need, right? They they just feel called to to do something. And, and so they start it, but start, it's really, really hard, right? And, and there's, 
the amount of time, energy, and effort it takes to kind of start something versus if you put that energy into something that's there and kind of be, we, we talk a lot about like one plus one equaling three, right? Mm-hmm. If you came alongside of something that's already right. maybe going, but could use really an investment of time, talent, and treasure to just take that to the next level, um, you know, that's really interesting because I, I see that a little bit too. You probably saw it in, in spades. You know, flame burns bright sometimes for people. Hey, I'm going to start something. You get a year or two or three years into it, and you're like, Man, this is, it's really hard. It's a grind. You know, and maybe all that effort could have been funneled mm-hmm. into something else to kind of take it to the next level here. Right. I don't right. know if that's fair or not. Uh, but and, I mean, and it, it is fair. And I, and I have seen um, some of those folks that didn't start a nonprofit but became a program of another, as that program grew, it might then jump off to its own entity. Oh, and that's it. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because then you know you've had some successes. Yeah. Things like that. So uh, it can go both ways. Yeah. Um, but what we're also seeing in the nonprofit community now, too, is the idea of mergers. You know, there's mergers. Yeah. I mean, they've been around yeah. in the business world for a long time, but it's becoming more common um, in the nonprofit world. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing that any board member should be considering right. um, for their organization and any leader. Um, a good example of one, and I, I – it was, it was touching because these two leaders met with me when I was with the Leadership Council because we had put on a program about mergers uh, to consider how to consider this, what does that look like. So these two large organizations, which have now merged together, uh, Community uh, um, Cincinnati Area uh, Senior S- Services and um, the Meals on Wheels in Northern Kentucky have now joined together. Wow. And, uh, as, and they both were large organizations yeah. and now have joined together because they put the focus on who they were serving, mm. the seniors, mm. both serving seniors. And even though there was an ocean of the Ohio River in between, <laughs> they got together and are now serving the, the greater Cincinnati community wow. and have seen you know, the benefits of that. And other organizations have done the same thing, but they attributed that. They let me know that they, they felt inspired by the one program we had about mergers that's awesome yeah Yeah. you are bridging rivers (laughs) there you go (laughs) you are bridging rivers you are you know uh you know anybody listening uh that that maybe doesn't know the ohio kentucky you know border right of the ohio river there but you know it, it is very much like sometimes getting you know, somebody go from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. you know, to work collaboratively in Northern Kentucky right. or vice versa. Sometimes it can be tough. It, it feels it can be. like the river's a lot bigger at times, yeah. you know, than it needs to be here. So, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a great example, too. I think of just that. that and that's, again, I just when I think of you, I think of you as just a collaborator and the connector and bringing people together and, and doing that. So I'm, I'm glad. I was glad to be a part of that and hope to continue doing yeah. that kind of work. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on the boards that you're joining. Congratulations to them for getting you to join their boards. That's going to be a great win for them. And and uh, just on all that you've uh, accomplished and on the things that you're going to be accomplishing. Thank you. So Thank you. really grateful for that. So um, are you still uh, able to be connected with? Uh, do you, like if people wanted to reach out and just make sure. an introduction or a connection, what's the best way for people to do that? Probably shoot me an email okay. or, um, you know, it's an easy email, J-A-B-E-R-G-4 at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, and happy to talk to people. I mean, I was talking to somebody just yesterday about uh, their collective giving group that they were starting in, yeah. you know, in, in uh, Ball State University. And so it's fun to make those connections with, awesome. with that side of the work that I've done on women's collective giving and, yeah. and then in their 
greater Cincinnati community as well. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I know a lot of our audience does LinkedIn. Are you do you do yeah, LinkedIn? Yeah, I at all? still do. I don't post as much as I used to. Yes, but yeah. uh, I I just posted, and I actually want to post something else today. So yeah. I'm back. Um, and, and speaking of which, I'll, I'll, I'll land the plane on this. So, um, I, you know, you've got three lovely children and Amy and my twins went to school together and I saw a nice posting from Amy kind of, um, uh, giving just a, a really nice shout out to you for a recognition that you got, you received and she'd posted that on LinkedIn and things. And so that's gotta feel good when you get yes. a little shout out from your uh, kids like that. They're always very good about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for your generosity. Thanks for giving back to the community and being such a community builder and um, and really My just pleasure. you know truly a great person of service. So, well, thank you. It's nice thank to you. catch up. Absolutely. Thanks, Steve. Sure.